the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Allow another day to never go by without changing your heart and your mind on serving God. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with Pastor Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now, here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Hey, so today we're in the book of Jonah. This is actually part two of a message that we started last time. And I entitled this message, Not Doing the Same. What does that mean? Well, we don't want to do the same thing that Jonah did. Jonah was the rebellious prophet. God told him to go to Nineveh, and he went down to Joppa, boarded a ship, and went the complete polar opposite direction to Tarshish. So he was rebelling and going the wrong way. So here, before we pull out of the harbor here with Jonah in the Sea of Life, who has chartered your course? You know, where are you sailing here today? Is serving God a priority to you? If it isn't, then why don't you just allow another day to never go by without changing your heart and your mind on serving God? Consider changing your priorities from the temporal to the eternal. Think about how God could use you to change someone's eternity. There I was talking with this person on the phone. We're just talking because I was calling because I had a problem with my bill. It was the AT&T and this person's in New York. And I just said, you know, after we got done with the issue with the bill, you know, it's like I said, so, uh, hey, I'd like to share something with you. And they said, what? And I said, hey, when's the last time someone told you that there's a God in heaven that loves you? And there was just silence. I'm like, hello, are you still there? Uh, uh. Yeah, this girl's on the phone, and, I, and I'm like going, I just want you to know there's a God in heaven that loves you. She goes, why are you telling me that? I go, because I felt that you needed to know that there's a God in heaven that loves you. That's why Jesus came to the earth. That's why he died on the cross. So people like you and me can be forgiven of our sins and have the hope of heaven. She goes, I can't believe you're sharing this with me. I go, has anyone ever shared that? She goes, no. And I talked to her for like another 20 minutes on the phone. And she gave her life to Christ. And where does she live? In Brooklyn, New York. I have a friend, Mike Finizio, that has a church in Manhattan. And then I told her, I go, you need to go to this church. And she did. So here I am. Let me paint the picture for you again. I'm calling this random number to complain about my bill with AT&T. I get a call center of a girl that's working in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, we get done fixing the bill, and then I tell her that God loves her. She's like, what? I share Christ with her. She gives her life to Christ on the phone. And then that Sunday, she goes to my friend's church in Manhattan. Is that insane? 
That is completely insane. I wonder how many times God has given you an opportunity to reach out to someone. I wonder if there's been times that you've had that little nudge inside and yet you didn't move on that nudge and you never said anything and then nothing ever happened. Well, getting back to our story here with Jonah, as we move out of the harbor, God immediately whips up a violent storm. Why? He wants to change Jonah's course. Remember, Jonah's going in the opposite direction of the place that God told him to go. So his ship is being tossed around like a rubber duck in a blender. All the seasoned sailors are are calling out to their false gods to no avail. Which brings up this other thought. Don't be asleep. Let me read what it says here in Jonah 1.5. Now, I'll read it. You're driving your car probably. So here, you keep your eyes on the road. I'll read the text. But it says in verse 5 of chapter 1, it says, Then the sailors became afraid, and every man cried out to his God, which, of course, there is no other gods. You know, it's like what Psalm 115 says, you know, you, you worship some idol, some little thing you hold in your hand. It's got eyes it can't see. It's got ears it can't hear. It's got a mouth it can't speak. It's got hands it can't reach out to you. It's got feet, but it can't walk. And so anyway, they're calling out to their false gods, and they threw their cargo which was on the ship into the sea to lighten it up for them. But Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship and he laid down and he fell sound asleep. So the captain approached him and said, how is it that you are sleeping? Get up and call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. Listen, don't think for a second that those around us are not worried about this whole COVID pandemic and all the craziness happening with our culture right now with this whole race war going on, you know, with BLM and everything else and all the you know, defunding the police and, and, and crime skyrocketing. Don't think that people around you aren't a little freaked out about it. I know a lot of Christians that are freaked out about it. You know, all the violence, the spike in murders, you know, civil unrest. Yes, people are worried and quite Frankly, many are just don't know what to do here. So don't do what Jonah did. Don't fall asleep like a baby in the midst of our current world storm that's happening right now. We as Christians, we all need to wake up. People are looking for hope, and we have the message of hope. I wonder how many people would watch our live stream if you just asked them to. You know, people like don't go to church. We're like, hey, why don't you just download the Core Church app? You know, it's just a free download at the App Store, and there's hundreds of video messages on there. Maybe you're inviting people to church. Maybe you're not, but you can say, hey, listen, you know, uh, on the day one page on our app, I just did a four-part series on end time scenario on there. It's something that you could check out, you know. But getting back here to Sleeping Beauty, uh, a.k.a. Jonah, he's filled with guilt and he confesses to the captain of the ship, you know, Captain, it's all my fault. You know, why? Because I'm running from God. And, and they said to him, well, how can you run from God? That was an interrogative term like, what? Why? Let me ask you, those of you that are listening on the radio right now, are you like Jonah asleep while the storm in our world is raging? Understand God wants us to share with others about that 
personal relationship with Jesus. You know, we could change the course and direction of someone's life, but Satan has distracted many Christians from our high calling from God to be his voice to those that are around us. Yes, it's time for the true believers to wake up and take advantage of our calling. Well, as you know, Jonah's storm didn't stop. So verse 15 says that they picked up Jonah and they threw him into the sea and it stopped its raging. See, these sailors had two words for Jonah that was running from God. Oh, it's all your fault? Here, we got two words for you. See ya. (laughs) And they tossed him into the Mediterranean Sea. They gave Jonah the royal flush and the storm stopped. Which brings up this other thought here. Don't be stubborn. See, Jonah was probably thinking, well, my life can't get any worse than this. You know, I'm stranded in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Yet all of a sudden, it gets worse. Don't ever think things can't get worse. Maybe your life right now is pretty bad. And you're thinking, well, it can't get any worse than this. Well, (laughs) it could. And it got worse for Jonah because he turns around. All of a sudden, a giant fish swallows him. Don't you hate days like that? I do. (laughs) It's like, you know, some might be thinking, what kind of a fairy tale is this? Yet this is a real story. I just want you to know. Jonah was a prophet of God, fact of life. He's mentioned in 2 Kings 14, but more importantly, Jesus himself even confirmed that this story happened, likening it to his own resurrection in Matthew chapter 12. Understand, if God created the earth to travel around the sun, that's, you know, 25 you know million miles long, and it's traveling at a speed of like 1,000 miles per second, it's like, I think God can make a giant fish to swallow a man, okay? So here we are, imagine Jonah is now sliding around in the belly of a giant fish. It's like a cesspool of disgust. Jonah is covered with seaweed. And after three days and three nights, because of his stubbornness, he finally cries out. And it says in chapter 2, verse 5, he says, Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. And while I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you and into your holy temple. Wow. (laughs) That'll wake you up. Yeah, get stuck in the belly of a fish for three days. Finally, Jonah's ready to die, and he comes to his senses. He's completely dehydrated. His skin is bleached snow white, and the hair eat off his body from the stomach acids of the fish. And Jonah cries out in chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. Wow! It vomited him. Jonah was ejected. He was spewed. He was thrown up, disgorged, regurgitated. Uh, Yeah, I think you get the point. Anyway, moving on. I wonder how bad it has to get for you or for me before we turn from our stubbornness and simply submit to what God wants us to do. I wonder if you're running from God in anything in your life right now. Are you running? Are you being stubborn? What is it going to take? Does God have to go swallow you with a giant bird and carry you around someplace because you're not willing to listen to him? Let us not miss this one point. 
the entire time that Jonah was in this dungeon of despair in the belly of this fish, swimming in this cesspool of disgust, the fish was swimming right to Nineveh. Remember, he was going in the opposite direction. So the whole time, three days and three nights, he's in this fish. The fish is swimming right to Nineveh, the very place of God's original call. So when he finally repented, what did God do? He barfed him up on the beach there in Nineveh. Yes, God was working his will in Jonah's life in the midst of Jonah's misery. He worked in the wind. God worked in the storm to get the sailors to toss him off the boat. He worked in the fish as they all obeyed the command of the Lord. If only we were as obedient as the wind, the storm, and the fish. And speaking of the Mediterranean Sea where they chucked Jonah, I'm going on vacation to the Mediterranean Sea, and I'm going on a trip that's going to be 10 days long, and I'm inviting you to come with me. That's right. It's called the Footsteps of Paul, and I'm going to take this trip next October. That's like what? Four months, five months, whatever it is. So you have time to get signed up right now, but you got to go to our website. We're going with Imagine Travel, and I'm taking a whole group of people, and I'm inviting you to come with me on the footsteps of Paul. Imagine going to the city of Philippi, where the letter of the Philippians was written, or Thessalonica, where Thessalonians was written, or First and Second Corinthians was written to the church at Corinth. We're going to go to all of these churches and more. Remember where Paul in the book of Acts was speaking on Mars Hill to the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers? We're going to go to Mars Hill and I'm going to give a Bible study that Paul did on Mars Hill. We're even going to go to the island of Patmos where the Apostle John wrote the book of Revelation. We'll have a little juicy Bible study there. What's this trip going to be like? It's like wake up every day with a bunch of believers. We're going to have a worship leader there. We're going to have a Bible study every morning. Then it's going to be vacation time. We're on the Mediterranean. It's half cruise, half hotels. It's going to be a killer trip. There's even an extension to go to Rome if you want to take an extra few days with me. Go to Rome. See the Colosseum. It's going to be a killer trip. So why don't you go on the footsteps of Paul with me, Pastor Steve, Core Church, Los Angeles. Go to our website. Check it out. Footsteps of Paul. You and me on vacation. Kind of a scary thought. Hey, we're going to do a lot of eating of food. Let me tell you that. But anyway, I hope that you can come with me. Why don't you pray about it at least? It'll be a great time. And after a year of COVID, I think we're all ready for a vacation. But anyway, getting back to our study here. Yes, God was working in the wind, the storm, and the fish. If only we would obey like they did. Some might say, Jonah sounds like me. Maybe right now you're listening on the radio and like, Pastor, you know what? I've been so rebellious with the Lord so many times in my life. You know, I haven't listened to the still small voice of the Lord. You know, I know that he spoke to me at times and I've always just said no can do and I don't do it. Is there any hope for someone like me? Yes, there is. You can change like today. You know, you can start reaching out to the lost. You can be a voice of hope to so many that have lost their hope with all the violence that's happening in our country today. Yes, only our God can draw us out and renew a desire inside of each of us as believers to reach out to those who are lost. 
Yes, Jonah's stubbornness only led to a bad and nasty attitude, though, in his life. Why is that? Because Jonah's a rebellious prophet. Let's read what happened next in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1. You keep your eyes on the road if you're driving. I'll read the text. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh. This is after the fish barfed him up on the beach, obviously. Okay, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to the city the proclamation I'm going to tell you. So Jonah arose, and he went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Ah, he's starting to listen now. It's amazing what three days in a, you know, with seaweed wrapped around your head and a belly of a fish will do to you. But now Jonah was an exceedingly great city at three days walk. So it says, then Jonah began to go through the city one day's walk and he cried out and he said, 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Then the people of Nineveh believed in God, and they called a fast, and they put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. And when the word reached the king of Nineveh, he arose from his throne, laid his robe aside from him, covered himself with sackcloth, and he sat in the ashes. Wow! Total repentance! See, Jonah, he didn't mix any words here. Man, his message was pretty darn direct. It was filled with wrath, too. He says, man, 40 days, people, and you're toast, man. God's going to wipe you out. Turn or burn, baby. And the people did just that. Exactly what Jonah was afraid of. They repented of their sin. Remember, Jonah didn't want to go there because he wanted God to roast these people. See, Jonah's message was given in reluctance. It was filled with wrath. It was filled with prejudice and possibly hate. Hey, Jonah, can I ask you a question? Hey, brother, where's the love? Where's the love? All these people saw was a man barfed onto the beach. He's probably pitch white with no hair, no eyebrows, preaching judgment. And, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, stomach acids probably ate all the hair off this guy's body. Man, he's probably like, this guy's a freak show. And, man, they just like, whoa, they all repented. Listen, don't do the same as Jonah. Don't just give a message of turn or burn. When we share the gospel, it should always be shared with love. You know, Romans 2, 4, it's a two by four of evangelism. It says the kindness of God is what leads a man to repentance. Wow. And when the people of Nineveh repented, God did for them what he still does today. He forgave them. Wow. He relented from his judgment. Imagine that. Everyone you share with, they can have their sin forgiven. I don't care how bad they are. Family member, I don't care how bad someone has hurt you. A boss who's been unreasonable with you. God can forgive them. And that enemy of yours, man, they might just turn into a good friend. Let me read to you what it says next here. In Jonah chapter 4, verse 1, it says, But it greatly displeased Jonah. Oh, really? He's bummed out because there's a revival happening? I guess so. He became angry and he prayed to the Lord. He said, oh, please, Lord. You know, was this not what I said while I was still in my own country? Therefore, in order to forestall this, I fled to Tarshish for I knew, I knew you're a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and one who relents concerning calamity. Therefore, now, oh, Lord, just take my life, you know, because death is better for me than life. Oh, poor baby. 
Well, Jonah, there's a full-blown revival going on, and you want to die because you want God to roast these people instead. Yes, when God lays it on our heart to share with an enemy, a family member, don't be like Jonah. If they get saved, oh, great. Uncle Harry just gave his life to Christ. I guess I have to invite him over for Thanksgiving dinner now. Man, don't be like a Jonah. Well, as you can see, Jonah is a book of God's great mercy and love for the wicked world that we live in, just like ours. Yet it's also a message to a man, a prophet, a man named Jonah with a hardened heart filled with prejudice and hate. I wonder if we're not just as guilty as Jonah when it comes to forgiving those who have hurt us. What, forgive them? No, I want them to roast in hell. You, know, you don't know what that person did to me. Well, the work in Nineveh was complete. A revival has happened. But the work in Jonah was just beginning. For God not only cares about the lost, but he also cares about us. So God reasons with Jonah in chapter 4, verse 4. And the Lord said, do you have any good reason to be angry? And Jonah went out from the city and he sat next to the east and God made this big flower grow around him for shade. And and Jonah loved the flower. And then God brought a scorching heat and all of a sudden the plant shriveled up and and he was hot and getting torched by the sun. And and so he, he fell down and he begged with all of his soul to die. He says, death is better for me than life. This is crazy, is it not? As God asked Jonah, why are you angry? Verse 5, Jonah waits to see what would happen. He was watching, thinking that maybe God will have a change of heart and roast these people. But he never did. But then all of a sudden we have this little shade tree for him. And, And then the next day a worm comes and destroys it, causing Jonah discomfort. I wonder how many times the discomforts of our life or maybe not divine interventions to get our attention. God was trying to get Jonah to see that, that he was far more concerned about this plant that was giving him shade than he was over 120,000 people who just escaped eternal judgment. Do you understand that this revival that happened in Jonah's day in Nineveh, it's the biggest one-day revival we have ever seen in all of human history. Name a Billy Graham crusade. Name a Harvest crusade. Name a one-day revival where 120,000 people repented. It's never happened. It's never happened. And Jonah's bummed out. That's kind of where we left it. I mean, you know, it's like we don't know. I'll have to ask Jonah when we get to heaven. Hey, did you ever like fall into your face and ask God to forgive you for being such a bad attitude? But I wonder if there's any of us that have maybe fallen away from the Lord. And as we end the program today, maybe you might say, you know, Pastor, I think I've been a little rebellious like Jonah. And I think I've had a hardened, calloused heart. And I think I've allowed all the stuff that's happening in our country with the wheels coming off and all the hate that's happening right now. I think it's happened to me. And maybe I'm even getting a little prejudiced right now. Listen, it's time for us as believers to pull together. Man, we need to reach out to this world that's broken right now. Man, no one else is fixing it. Hey, the Democrats aren't fixing it. The Republicans aren't fixing it. We need to get out there as Christians and share this message of great love. So maybe you need to get right with God today. And if you do, you could pray a prayer like this. Oh, God, forgive me of my sin. 
Yes, Lord, I believe that you died for me and yet you rose again. But God, I need you in my life. I need your love inside of me. I want people to see me and look into my eyes and see you inside of me. Oh, Lord, be my God. Be my friend. Work inside of me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, cause me to be a usable vessel. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, I have a gift I'd like to send you for free. It's a Bible, and it's, uh, you know, new, just a New Testament only. You're like, yeah, Pastor, save your Bible. I got 100 of them. That's great. But this has about 30 to, actually, it's more like 50 pages up front that really talks about how you really walk with God. I'd love to send you one to help you. And you can email me your name and address to Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. That's Bible at CoreChurchLA.com, and I'll mail you one. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. 